Hello, friends. My name is Dane Miller. And my name is Niall Spang. And we are your fuck buddies. Yes, we are. Um, hello. How are you? Me or the audience? You. I'm all right. I'm very warm. Yeah, it's a scorcher in Toronto today. It's almost 40 degrees outside. Yeah, it's fucking hot. I am in a nice, toasty closet. Well, lucky for some. I don't think it's me. I mean, if, if you're talking about everyone who's not in this closet right now, yes. Yes. They are the lucky sum. Do you do we have anything to intro to for? Or are we just gonna just go for it? I don't know, man. It's like there's so much shit going on that like I feel like if we get into it, we'll just not get out of I don't know. It's like we all know it's a really crazy time right now. So like I guess it feels weird to not address it. Like I don't yeah. wanna be like we're ignoring it, which obviously we're not, considering we did a whole episode last week, but Black Lives Matter and uh it's a really crazy time right now. And like again, our thoughts and support go out to everybody who's protesting and who's making a difference and uh, it's pretty badass what everybody's doing so yep we are we are still with you we're still supporting you um and uh we will be for until we we solve this thing until we die yeah like i'm not gonna stop the support um but yeah so we you know we're releasing a normal episode uh this week and hopefully you know just because I know I've, I've heard of people online who like, you know, they, they need entertainment. They turn back to entertainment or to whatever when to take their mind off these things or like in the downtime when they're rebuilding their energy to go out and protest. So um, I don't think stopping, you know, is necessarily going to help. I don't know. I just. Yeah. Everyone needs to, needs to unwind. And, and we know that there are people who look forward to this. So I don't think we do anyone a favor for for not for not doing things also we're we started this podcast for a reason as well and it's it's our way of protesting things like rape culture and uh, toxic masculinity so um we we haven't lost sight of that nor have we lost sight of of what's happening currently Mm -hmm. um it's all just you know we're all working towards things um so without further ado shall we get into this do you want to start us off sure one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, I got nine questions. I'm going to roll. Good old D8 for you. Okay. Actually, I got ten questions. Well, I guess a D10 would do it. Is it bad that I thought it was like, do we even have a D10? Okay, so these are going to have no rhyme and reason to them, because I'm just going to roll a dice today to figure out which questions we've got. The very first one that we're going to go to is uh, Throw Away Avocado Sand um from seduction uh is seeing a woman in a towel generally a turn-on i have two male roommates one of which i find attractive who i share a bathroom with just wonder if he might notice me ever because i wear a towel after i shower and go to my room this is on seduction yeah (laughs) the fuck is seeing a woman in a towel usually a turn-on dame you know, I'm gonna say I'm gonna maybe this is a, a hot take, but I don't think it is. Oh, okay. Continue. Because towels completely remove any sort of like shape. You're pretty much just draping a you know, like a, a box over you. There's no sort of revealing of anything more than a dress would normally do. I think I I mean like I guess you could have the the idea of like being like, Oh, she's naked under there. But that's true about literally anything that you mm-hmm. wear. But you're slightly more naked. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I don't think there's anything exceptionally sexy about someone in a towel. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Okay. 
Um, I kind of get it because as you say, there's like the, oh, they're naked under there. There's also the risk, right? There's that any wrong movement that could come cascading to the floor. But like, I don't think it's much more sexy than pretty much anything else. I feel like if they're not attracted to you, being in a towel isn't going to be the thing that pushes them over the edge. If they are attracted to you, being in a towel isn't going to be the thing that makes them, ugh, you know what? No. Yeah, never mind. I feel like never it's mind. kind of a, it's like a, a zero-sum game where, like, it's going to be slightly more of what already exists. If they find you repulsive in your towel, they're going to be like, well. If they find you attractive, they're like, hmm, right? Yeah, I, I don't think anyone who, yeah, if someone is, is disgusted by you, that's not going to change by seeing more of you. Mm-hmm. Also, how long is this towel? Like, is it a very skimpy towel? Is it a long towel? Is it like a towel you got when you were seven years old and has like, you know, the seven dwarves on it and is also kind of ratted and fady? Because not not so hot or more hot if there are like, you know, holes developing in it because you've had it for so long. Yeah, I mean, I can think of a list of things I would rather catch my roommate wearing, like my sexy roommate wearing, than a towel. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like literally, like literally anything, yoga pants, like her workout gear. Like, I'd rather see her sweaty from the gym in her like, you know, yoga pants and and sports bra. I think that is more, you know, sexy than catching them in a towel. Fair. Also, I was I was about to feel real, real skeevy about saying that. And then I realized this is the the woman asking men. Yeah, yeah. If men find. So it's like, all right. But yeah, no, like, I, I don't think. I, like I said, on the, a list of things I would like to catch a, an attractive woman roommate situation wearing, the the towel is my least, probably towards the bottom. Yeah, I kind of get it. I would rather see them in comfy pajamas. That's I'm not fair. Talking that's about fair. Anything sexy? I'm talking about like big baggy pants and like a big you know baggy t-shirt or sweater. I think that would be more attractive to me than seeing them in a towel. Okay. Um... There are <laughs> there are some really interesting comments. I think that's the main reason I brought this uh, to the table. But like in general, firstly, let's get off the off the page. Like I really don't think you're gonna sway someone wildly by all of a sudden wearing something different or doing something different, right? Like if you're not attracted to someone and all of a sudden they put a dress on, they're not gonna be like, wait a minute, unless like usually you just like completely hide yourself from their view. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're yeah. revealing them a brand new surprise, I don't think it's going to radically change anything. It might do a little tip over the edge, but in general, I don't think it's going to really. See, I would argue that, that that has more of a likely scenario. Like if someone I only ever work with, like for example, Amanda, when mm-hmm. we work together, the uniforms weren't exactly uh, complementary to a lot of people's bodies. Yes. The first time I saw Amanda out of her work uniform, I was like, oh, dang. Yeah, um, but I'm, and I so think is it, I get what you're saying and you are right. However, there are two things. One, it's not like you weren't attracted to her. So as I said, it's not going to just wildly change it. And two, living with someone versus a uniform are kind of different things because I'm assuming. And as I said, unless you're like constantly like hiding yourself away or like like you're you're going to wear different clothes. So it's not like they're only going to have seen you in one thing. Right, yeah, I gotcha. Um, I feel like it's not going to make a wild difference anyway. But on to the comments. Are you ready for something by Deleted? Sure. <laughs> they were deleted. Depends on the person, I guess. People are attracted to a whole variety of things. My roommate purposely rips my towel off so I feel exposed. Then she sucks me. 
next time trying that try doing that to your roommate the fuck yeah i like that his his thing she's like am i gonna be attractive to sexually assault your roommate <laughs> yeah. also it's just like my roommate rips off. like i don't like so i feel exposed that she sucks me <laughs> it's yeah. so like bizarre and aggressive uh, there's a lot of comments i won't read out because i can't um here's one if you already like them definitely if you don't it's not likely but possible they might be turned on by it it won't make them have real feelings for you but maybe they don't normally find you attractive but notice something about you they didn't see when you're fully dressed but again it won't make someone have real feelings for you just a boner if you're lucky also if he shares a bathroom with you and you aren't already Hell in yeah. a relationship he may very well be grossed out by you seeing period blood on the seat and unflushed poop ruin any attraction i have with my old roommates what the hell's wrong with these people's <laughs> all these, roommates all these comments like start a certain way and then all of a sudden it just like it, it just veers you're like oh god what someone says not if it's your granny sure yeah okay um and then i think this person who's your polar opposite for me, hell yes. It would drive me wild when an actress has shower slash towel scene in a movie. The fantasy of a woman's towel dropping made me create an entire subreddit for it years ago. And there's an entire subreddit dedicated to people in towels. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, rule whatever it is. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like if everyone is into something, you know what I mean? Like if there's, if you think of it, if you fathom it, there is, there are people out there. There's a community out there that is aroused by it. Yep. So I'm not going to say that people aren't going to be turned on by people in towels. So yeah, I feel like there are better. I don't know what, this, I don't know what the advice is for this one. I guess it's the like advice is that there are better to ways roommate, to come on to your roommate than uh, just wearing a towel. Because one, it's a very normal thing. You know what I mean? It's like, how else are you going to get yes. from the shower to your room? Unless you get dressed in your shower. It's like, it's not a sexy play. So the thing is, there's more wrong with if they were like, this is a come on. Then if there weren't, because can you imagine every single listener who has a roommate who wore a towel from the bathroom was like, oh, shit, I think she's into me. Maybe we should yeah. rip it off and suck her. <laughs> yeah, I think like, I mean, if you're, you know, stopping by his room and leaning in his doorway and, you know, oops, I dropped my hairbrush and picking it up. And if like, if that's your move, then OK, maybe. Sure. But uh, but like, yeah, no, just you going about your normal day to day business that literally everyone does is not mm-hmm. a surefire way to, to garner attraction. It's not even a fire way. It's neither sure nor fire. So yeah, don't do that. Find a smarter way. Be straight up. You know what? We're going to keep it in the bathroom. Yeah. That comes from Reddit user Zgrams. We've had mm-hmm. something very similar to this, but I think this is this is a new dynamic. Um, so I've known my boyfriend for about two years and he's always been super clean person. He brushes his teeth for like 10 minutes every time and showers daily. However, recently, he has been making a lot of jokes about pooping in the shower. At first, (laughs) I thought he was joking, but the bit has been going on for like a full week. I'm starting to notice a weird residue on the shower walls after he's done in there. Or maybe I'm crazy. I don't know if it's sexual. Do you think his joke is is just a way to gauge my reaction in order to decide if he wants to be honest with me about his strange possible fetish? How do I even approach him about this? Ooh, this is a spicy one, right? It's it's a little twist on the classic boyfriend pooping in the shower. <laughs> I, I do feel a lot of times people joke to broach subjects, you know, yeah. in a tepid sense, right? Like they're testing the waters. They're dipping a little poopy toe in there. 
Um, what's this residue? Because like, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's what's like. Because like, shit I, is shit, right? Yeah, there's, it doesn't, there's not really I, much in between shit and being cleaned that would lead me to be confused. Also, I wouldn't call shit smears residue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like residue to me makes me think of like a chalky substance. You know what I, I mean? Like a hundred percent. I thought of powder. Yeah, like that's that's a residue. If if he's like shotgunning shit against the walls. <laughs> also, then... do you guys not shower together? I mean, like, oh, I imagine maybe once or twice, but like, you know, I don't I don't think it's weird to have to shower alone more than together. I guess. I don't know. I mean, for me, shower time is like my personal meditation time. Really? I have no problem showering with with Amanda, but I will often be like, okay, I'm we're done. If you're all clean, you're happy to get out. I'm going to take some alone time to like, yeah, I don't know. I just my my shower time is like the akin to like most people's like morning coffee. You know what I mean? Mm. Or like you, people who like like to sit and read the paper or do something every morning. Shower time is my my like self-reflection time. Weird. Okay. Uh, I'm the opposite. If like if we're showering together, I'll be like, I'm done. I'm going to go play Apex while you finish up. Yeah, no, I, I, I need alone time in the shower. And that, okay. I know that probably people jerking. are going to be like, you want to jerk off. But it's like, that's okay. No. You're pooping. <gasps> You're pooping. First it was the kitty litter. Now it's the shower. <laughs> um, okay, so how does this woman broach the subject with her boyfriend who she so, thinks might have a poop fetish? Okay, firstly, I'm still hung up on the residue. Like, I don't understand how you can't tell. It's poop or it's not. How is there a point between it being cleaned and it being not cleaned that make you unsure whether it's poop or not? But anyway, moving on, you that's how you do it. You go, hey, what's this residue on, on the wall here? And, and yeah. see what he says. And if he has a reasonable explanation, cool. And if not, like maybe if he's like, uh, be like, what? Is there something like, did you do something in here? And like, you know, or just have a talk about like sexual fantasies and see if he brings it up of his own accord. Or like next time you, he jokes, maybe be like, well, people definitely, you know, have those somewhere and just kind of take it a little bit more seriously and get in an actual chat about it. Right. Yeah. Just be like, oh, yeah, I know people actually like do that or whatever. Or like I've heard like a friend of mine had someone who was into that and just see what they say. Or just be like, hey, you've been joking about this an awful lot. Is there a reason behind it? But I think definitely first talk about this residue. Yeah, you need to solve the mystery residue first mm -hmm. because... Maybe the poop is a, you know, a smokescreen for something more sinister. Maybe some sort of like, you know, eldritch horror mm -hmm. that is, you know, he needs to be in the shower and and the it's way he pulling, you know, maybe poop stands for like pulling omniscience overlords purposely. <laughs> so he pulls these omniscient overlords into the shower uh, for a dastardly purpose because he's doing it on purpose and they leave behind like sulfur. Maybe it's sulfur. Maybe it's sulfur. Have you sniffed the residue? Is it poop? Surely you know if it's poop. Does your boyfriend have tentacles? Does he have tentacles? Yes. Also, like this is did they? She said it's been a week. Oh yeah, but the, it's been going on for like a, a full week. Yes. So a week is a wild, a wildly short time to go from that's a joke to I think he shits in the shower for sexual gratification. Well, it also depends on how much he's doing. Imagine if literally every interaction you had with your partner she made a reference to like pooping in the shower oh, she like does. it it would <laughs> it would like 
it would put something on the radar yeah, and be guess. like, why are you? It would be like, you know, if if every time you had the conversation, you were just like, uh, you know, if you're making dinner, you'd be like, hey, you know, it'd be fun if we had a third person here cooking dinner with us. You know what I mean? And constantly angling for a threesome. It's like instead of just bringing it up. To be so, fair, I do constantly say it'd be more fun if Kyle was there because he's very good at cooking. Uh, yeah, I can't blame you on that. Um, but yeah, I just I feel like it's a very rapid time. But you're right. If it is all the time. OK, you got to go talk about the residue. Find an answer, whether it's the truth or a lie. You still need a solid answer before you move on to step two. Step two being engage the joke or just straight up ask. But I feel like if you engage the joke and get in a more kind of like serious conversation, maybe they'll feel comfortable about talking or maybe they'll drop more clues. Because if this is a breadcrumb trail, get them to drop down some croutons now. Well, thicker breadcrumbs got more bite to them. Here's here's my suggestion. Invite him into the shower for sexy times. And once you guys are in the shower together, shit. take a shit. Be li- no, be like, well, are you going to poop? You're always talking about pooping in the shower. Poop for me. And if he seems super into it, question or you know problem solved if he's like oh what no if he's fuck super that. into pranks and he thinks she's joking and he just gets a boner because he knows he's fucking with her by pooping and then you think he's into poop but he's just into pranks but if he doesn't poop then we can you know what i mean because if he's into poop he would poop right yeah but if he was dared to poop and called on his bluff and he's one of those people that's like now i gotta do it he'd just poop anyway and then you Maybe. think he has a poop sex fetish well there you go. Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you really got to just like talk to them or just kind of engage with the joke and see if they do get actually serious about it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with saying like, hey, you've been making this joke for, you know, seven days, multiple times during the day. Mm-hmm. Is there something you want to tell me? Like, I'm cool. Like, if you want to talk to me about this shower poop thing, let's talk about it. It's I like, whatever. But. Otherwise, the joke isn't funny anymore. Get some new material. Yeah, I agree. Good luck. Please let us know. Yeah. Also, if you figure out what this residue is, please. We got to yeah. know. I'm confused. Well, we're keeping it in the toilet. This is by the, the creep master. <laughs> My 21-year-old male girlfriend's 25-year-old female toilet is too small. And I have no idea what to do. So I understand many of the posts here are creative writing projects, but I've got nowhere else to go for this problem. As I stated in my title, my girlfriend's house's toilet is nonsensically low to the ground. But also, okay, hold on. Can I interrupt here? What subreddit did he post this in? Relationship advice. Why? Didn't didn't you say something about creative writing? I think he's saying a lot of the posts he doesn't believe. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, now, this is from relationship advice. And he was just, I guess, casting shade on other unrealistic questions. Gotcha. Um... It's her toilet is nonsensically low to the ground while also being ridiculously small. I get this doesn't seem like a problem at the outset, but let me explain. I can't take a leak into it standing up. To do so, I'd have to angle it either straight down or stand so far away I'd be on the other wall in what is already a small bathroom. Never going to do that. It's a recipe for pissing on the toilet, wall, rug, and possibly the cat too. So solution, obviously, you might think I sit down on the convenient seat and let nature call, right? No, because when I do that, my goddamn dick goes under the fucking toilet water. I got to squat over the toilet, reach down, and pull the whole situation up just so I can go. This isn't me saying big dick problems, all right? I have a normal-sized dick, a little on the small side even. Not afraid to admit it. The toilet is just that small. And I swear the water is higher percentage-wise than it is than on normal toilets. 
I don't know what to do. Don't know if I should say something or if I should keep quiet or if I should hold in my piss all day like I'm in high school. You guys got to help me here. This toilet is fucking with me, okay? <laughs> hold on. Why would you hold your piss in high school? <laughs> I know. So many people are questioning like, hey, wait, what? <laughs> oh. I, I remember there was one day in my, like, I think it was junior high where... Mm-hmm. Um, the the grade sixes and sevens were on the the main floor, and then most of the grade eight classes were on the upstairs. And I remember there was a day I was in grade six, and they were cleaning the the downstairs washrooms for whatever reason. And, and I was like, oh, I can't go upstairs to the grade eight bathroom because I was for whatever reason fucking scared of it. Yeah. So I I held I held <laughs> until I got home. Um, but like other than that, like at no point in time was I ever like can't pass, man. Gotta hold it. What if this person just has, like, I don't know, toilet complex? And, like, this is a real toilet, a normal-sized toilet. And in his head, he's just, like, it's the return of his, like, high school, like, pee fixation. Well, a lot of the things he said doesn't make any sense. Like, what does he mean by the toilet is so so small that he either has to stand on top of it or cross the room from it? I I don't (laughs) understand. Like, in terms of physics, none of that makes sense. Yeah, also, like... What's wrong with just standing above it and just pissing down? Yeah, I, I, like, your dick I can't. just hangs there. It's like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because like technically, I could do that with a normal size toilet. Like I can stand over a normal size toilet and pee straight down. Yeah, hundred percent. What I'm about not- the shape or size of this toilet? It means that you can't take one step back. Yeah, and pee in it normally. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't know. I'm so confused. Why is the water so high in this toilet? Like I get it. I've there was a toilet when we were in Europe and mm-hmm. I can't remember. I mean, one Amsterdam has weird toilets where like they have a poop shelf. Um, <laughs> but there was another, I can't remember where it was, but there were a bunch of the toilets where it's like, if you sat down, the water was so high that you were, you know, you yeah, were in danger, danger, put a little beacon there. So like, I know there are toilets out there that exist. So, but like, that's, that's a poop problem. I don't understand how, the size of the toilet or the water content in the toilet affects how you pee. Yeah, I I honestly do not know. And the thing is, you could just pee in the shower. We've we've had so many questions about that. You could if you <laughs> yeah. were in that much trouble, you could pee in the shower. Probably not a great thing to do all the time. Uh and that's where the pooping problem comes in. I don't understand. Like, I wish I had a picture of this toilet because it is impossible yeah. for me to picture. I Yeah, I can't wrap my head around it. Because the thing is, all these problems make sense to me if he was talking about pooping. But yeah. he doesn't mention pooping once. Not even at all. He specifically only talks about peeing, mm-hmm. which to me is the easiest of the two functions when it comes to toilet-related yeah. problems. Like if someone just put a cup on the ground, it would be a lot further down and a lot smaller, and I could still probably manage it. But yeah, um, that's the thing. It's like I could probably like there's probably nothing in the world that I couldn't pee in or yeah. use as a as a mm-hmm. pee receptacle. Yeah, um, there'd be various like they, you know yeah, there'd be a little bit of, of success, errant, errant drops maybe, but like a quick yeah. wipe. That's all done, right? I don't get it. I don't. I don't know, man. I, I like. I, honestly, I was hoping you'd have the answer. Here's the thing. I if we're just gonna go with what he says and not question you know the very laws that bind us to this moral world just talk to your girlfriend and be like hey i like if prefer to be at your place just be like hey i would love to stay over tonight but your toilet is too small for me 
and yeah. and it's 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 difficult for me to use. And it's like if she doesn't understand what you're mean, maybe she can show you how human beings use toilets, <laughs> or she could be like, okay, that's sorry for the inconvenience. That's fair. Because um, I once I'm not a big guy. I'm five seven on a good day, um, and I once was seeing a woman whose bathroom, like the toilet faced directly into a wall in an alcove. And I literally could not sit down in it because the wall was so close to the toilet <laughs> that like my knees. So like I pretty much either had to like squat or like go sideways. Like, yeah. Like, it, so like, I get it. I understand the difficulties of, of poorly placed toilets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like you got to talk to her. What if it's not a toilet? <laughs> it's like a bidet. Yeah, maybe it's like a malfunctioning bidet or it's just like a bucket or something. Like what has like is it possible that this is the toilet? That he's not even in the bathroom? He's like in the laundry room and he's just like yeah. peeing in the washing machine? I, do, I don't even know. Um also, okay, so I some of the I think there might be a way to lower the level of water in your toilet. So you might want to have a look online for that and or contact a plumber because that would at least help a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Other than that, you really got to just talk to this person and ask why they have a child's toilet or like a, a goblin's toilet. Hey, imagine. Does she have a kid? Is she potty training? Are you using is a it, child's potty? Is it a potty? Yeah. Like, is it an already used potty, which is why it's full? I, I don't know, man. I, I don't see. Dip your dick into. Yeah. It's not the yeah. best. So you just got to talk to her, man. And yeah, like, why would you not talk to her? I love he's like, should I talk to her? Should I keep quiet? Should I hold in my piss all day? These are not good options. Just talk like to a her. a totally normal high school student. Yeah. Oh, man. What if it's like an ongoing prank? Like, th- these kids told him that he couldn't pee in high school, and now the same kids are in cahoots with his girlfriend, and they're just like, they've made this ridiculous, they've constructed this horrendous toilet. Is it like an ongoing prank? I... Yeah, I don't know. I, I anytime I read things like that, I'm always like, "Is that a thing? Am I the weird person for peeing in high school, or <laughs> is this person weird for saying it?" Like the amount of times it's happened where someone like will make a statement, just like off the cuff like that, where I'm like, oh, "Like, am I a fucking weird? Are you a weirdo or am I a weirdo?" I yeah. don't know. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure not making kids pee. Pee's, kids are like the ones who are allowed to pee whenever they want. This is no. This is not true. Okay, hit me. Um, this comes from Laser Paradactyl. Hell yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, my 23-year-old male girlfriend, 22-year-old female, whoa, 22-year-old Ooh. female, tries to convince me to become blood brothers with her every time she gets drunk. <laughs> every time my girlfriend gets drunk, she tries to get me to become blood brothers with her, e.g. prick our fingers and share our blood like they told us not to do in health class. I don't want to do this just in principle, but she doesn't get why this isn't something I want to do. She'll argue that we share bodily fluids all the time. And what if we just do it next time you cut yourself by accident? I'll just prick myself and it'll be fine. But I really don't want to do that. It's dumb and I don't want to touch wounds. I'm not sure how to convince her that I'm not on board with this. And she brings it up pretty consistently. (laughs) Is she an 11 year old boy? Yeah. It's like like a bike gang, (laughs) like with bicycle gang. Her favorite movie is My Girl. Just like, without a doubt. Ask her what her favorite movie is, and she's going to say My Girl. And for whatever reason, this is like, 
you know, her idea of on a subconscious level, because if it's only when she gets drunk, you know, that's when the shovel gets out and starts burying, uh, you know, pulling up the buried stuff. Mm hmm. I bet you she thinks it is like the be all and end all of like romantic romance. notions. Yeah, 100%. yeah. Like that, that's the only thing I can think of because I'm pretty sure it's my girl where they do that. I'm pretty sure they I, become blood. I don't know, but it sounds right. Which yeah. leads me to be worried. Are you allergic to bees? Maybe it goes a little more sinister than just wanting to reenact a cute scene from a movie. Maybe she's gonna try to like just make this whole wait, thing. Wait, is she the Mike my, my girl murderer? Have we found yeah. the my girl killer? Um, so if you're allergic to bees, you need to get the hell out of there because she yeah. is going to bee murder you. She tracks down people who are allergic to bees, becomes blood brothers with them, and then ends their life via yeah. bees. Is she the daughter of Dan Aykroyd? That's yeah, pretty important to find out. Yeah. That's... So how do, how do we deal with this? Uh, I think you got to talk to her when she's sober. Uh-huh. Or, okay, no, you, fuck it. You don't don't talk to her. That's That's a fool's gambit. What you do is you watch my girl together without like asking her if she likes the movie without anything. Just be like, oh, there's got this movie I want to watch. Throw on my girl and then fucking just bomb on this movie the entire time. Be like, this is so dumb. This is so fucking dumb the entire time. And when she bursts into tears and runs out of the house, she'll either break up with you or never suggest it again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a move. No, also, don't. make sure you like just vomit as soon as they do the Blood Brothers thing. <laughs> that scene just. Eat some day old sushi or something and just, you know, make sure you're real ill. When the bees come on screen, just scream. Just keep screaming until the movie's <laughs> over. Yeah, okay, so for real, though, talk to her while she's sober. Mm -hmm. Trying to get a drunk girl to to change her mind on anything is, is a fool's errand. Or a drunk person, right? Yeah. Like, if someone has something in their head when they're hammered, like, it's, it's not the time for logical discussions. Um, so, like, when she is sober... Just be like, hey, do you remember the fact that you always keep trying to, like, blood brother me every time you're drunk? And if she's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm totally cool with that, then cool. You can have a conversation and explain that, like, look, you do not like, like, it, it makes you feel physically ill or it grosses you out just, like, melding blood. And, like, yes, you guys do share bodily fluids, but, you know, that doesn't mean all bodily fluids are game, you know what I mean? It's not like, well, we've shared saliva. Let me shit in your mouth. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe just like, it's, it's pretty reasonable to be not cool with mixing blood. You know what I mean? That doesn't make you a strange person. Um, and you can be like, look, it's not about you, but like, I, I just find it, you know, kind of grotty. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, like you said, just because you swap bodily fluids doesn't mean that you necessarily want to pee on each other. Like mm -hmm. there are, there's a distinction between bodily fluids and there's a distinction about like the appropriate nature in which they're swapped. And I don't think that you should feel obligated to necessarily mix your blood together with someone because as someone who's had that proposed to me in, you know, a, a way I don't want to take a part in that either. Like it, I, there's no part of me that is like, this is a good time. I really don't think you like, yeah, you're right. Like, even if you like being peed on or being shat on or anything, it, it still doesn't mean every other thing is uh, there's no point where you're like, oh, shit, I've reached the limit. Now everything's fair game. You could like everything and not like that. You could love mixing blood and hate saliva. Like, it's up to you. And you should really, like, be honored on this thing. Um, and I guess and like doesn't, they don't link together. It's like you might have a pee fetish, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, your partner wants you to pee on them. Exactly. Exactly. 
Um, so there's a lot of layers to this, all of which mean you're totally allowed to say no to this. Uh, so yeah, I would just really try and have a conversation when she's sober. And I guess it just depends like where, where she goes from there. Like if she starts to tell you that that's not okay, then you guys have a problem, you know? And if it is just like a drunk thing, maybe fixing it when she's sober will stop it from rearing its ugly head when you guys are drunk next. Yeah. Also, it's definitely a sober conversation that needs to be had. You're definitely right. She's totally a My Girl fan. All right. This is a listener submitted question. User submitted question, even. It's by Agent Arwen. Only one lube can be best. Which is it? Challenging. Okay. Yeah. Which lube? Um, I've talked about it before. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm putting my, my, uh, what's the word? I'm putting my hat on fuck water. Okay. Any particular reason? Um, it's water-based. It mm-hmm. is an independently owned company. It is a Canadian product. I think it's an Ontario and Toronto product. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, it's what better name do you want from a lube than fuck water? Yeah. Fuck water is golden. Um, and it follows the like the age old tradition of people with the word fuck as the first thing in their names. Um, works for podcasts, works for lube. Um, also, water based. Uh, there's a lot of pros to that because they are safe to use with condoms. They don't stain sheets typically, and they're often cost effective, cost effective and easy to find. Um, I have a whole list of pros and cons on lubes that I was going to throw out, but I like that you had an instant answer and an instant brand. Yeah. We are not sponsored by them yet. Yet. In fuck water. Um, so yeah, those are some pros to water-based. Um, they often come in two varieties, one with glycerin, which tastes slightly sweeter, or one without glycerin. Uh, glycerin-free products are less likely to cause vaginal irritation and last longer. Um, That's good to know. Yeah. Um Glycerin-free lubricant can taste bitter, though, so it is bad if you like to switch up between oral and penetrative sex, and they can become kind of like sticky or tacky over time. Uh, There's also silicone-based lubricants, uh, which last the longest and don't need to be reapplied as often as water-based. Also safe to use with latex condoms and will hold up in the shower, which you should never need to do because shower sex is the worst. Um, What's bad about it is it's harder to wash off, so like if you do get it all over your junk, you're going to really need to like give a get a big soapy scrub to get rid of it and they are not recommended for silicone sex toys because it breaks them down makes them gummy and gross all right then we have oil-based lubricants and i'm sure you know one of the bad bad things about oil-based yeah you need to open the windows and make sure you get good ventilation what it's like oil paints sure uh, they break down condoms. <laughs> so, yeah, oil-based lubricants are one that I guess you have to be careful depending on what kind of, like, uh, safe sex you're practicing because they can break down latex condoms uh, and stain fabrics also. Um, also, because it's synthetic, it can irritate your vagina and they're harder to clear out of your body than your natural counterparts leading to vaginal infections more often. Um, but they are safe to eat. Oh, sorry, there are two... two, two bleh. Two brands or two uh, kind of ways you can get them. You get them natural base, like avocado, coconut, vegetable, or olive oil, kind of like bases, um, which are great for like massages, safe to eat, and good for the vagina. But synthetic ones uh, are good for external masturbation, not much else. So those are the ones that you want to avoid with your vagina. And then lastly, there are natural oil-based lubricants. Oh, sorry. There are natural lubricants that are often free of parabens, which is really good because those off can contain health risks. 
and with organic ingredients that are better for the environment and your vagina, but they are often more expensive. So I don't know if there's necessarily one that's better. I think it all depends on like your wallet, like what you have in your pocket, uh, what you want to use it for, and who you want to use it with. Have you ever used coconut oil? Uh, no. I once hooked up with a, a woman who is very like, she was like the definition of like a new age hippie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was all about like natural products and stuff. And uh, it was surprisingly uh, effective. I wasn't sure how to feel about it. Cause it's like, it was thick. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to feel anything with this. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was unique. It was, it was a different experience. I don't think I'd ever use it again. Um, if I had the choice, but, mm-hmm. uh, I, I do want to encourage people to give it a try. Cause it's, uh, it's an experience. It's, it's definitely the, everything else. I think all, all the other lubes that I've tried mm-hmm. are more or less, you know, the same. Yeah. Uh, but, but coconut oil was, was a significantly different sensation. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, that's the thing. It's like, there is no best really, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it does all depend on kind of what you're dealing with, what you're working with, what you want to achieve. Um, and there are a bunch of kind of other things to consider. For example, like if you, if you're using a lubricant because of uh, like dryness, um, anything with uh, glycerin in it can dry you out even further, uh, which is bad. If you're prone from yeast to yeast infections, the same is can be happen with glycerin too. Um, if you're trying to conceive, you wouldn't want to look at something that is sperm friendly or fertility friendly. Um, do not use oil based on condoms. Do not use silicone based on sex toys. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of stuff to consider. So I guess we're just going to provide that information and let you guys figure out which is the best. But also, fuck yeah. water. Also, fuck water. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like you can get it from any sex store in Toronto. I don't know how. <laughs> widely available it is but i highly highly recommend it yeah and we'll post uh, a link to basically what i just said there next week or when this comes out so that you don't just have to listen to my dulcet tones but who wouldn't want to thank you agent arwen all right so this is by hymen baz uh my future mother-in-law wants to check my hymen before i marry her son a week from now whoa I, 27-year-old female, am from an extremely conservative Christian family, and celibacy is literally a prerequisite for marriage in our community. My fiancé, who I've been dating for three years, proposed to me right before COVID, and I start planning my dream wedding. I've been planning since it happened in November, and at dinner last night with my future in-laws, my mother-in-law, who has not been against the idea of me marrying her son, asked him to go out of the dining room and asked me if I was a virgin. I said yes, and she said you should have no problem with Isaiah, our pastor of all people, checking you next week. My jaw, drops, my jaw drops to the floor, and I state that she had a better chance of me turning up dead before I let a stranger poke around in my nether area. I immediately walked out of there, got in my car, and drove home, contemplating what just happened. An hour after this, I get a call from my mom, who called to say that his her fiancé's mama called her and that the wedding is off unless she did the ritual, is what she called it. I started crying, and my mom told me I should just do it, and this crushed me. I spoke to my fiancé today, and he insists on me doing it, as according to him, it's a small thing compared to the rest of our lives together. I'm currently at my brother's chateau. My brother was disowned by my parents after he announced he was gay as he was setting up his company, which also tends to the LGBTQ community. I don't know what to do. Should I do it or should I not? And whether there are more sides to my fiance's parents, which may make me even more disgusted by them. I have half a mind to do the ritual, which I deem assault. 
My brother has committed to support me no matter what I choose. I'm currently receiving calls from my parents about all the money they would lose if the wedding does not happen. I mean, I think there's a lot of a lot of problems in this. Yeah. I mean, one, we've talked about it before, virginity is a social construct. Mm-hmm. It's fucked that you are essentially in a community that operates based on like 15th century like yeah vaginal like, dowries like what send, the hell send them a fucking calendar just be yeah. like hey guys 2020 like i know we brought like i know we're dealing with a lot of terrible bullshit from the past but let's not add this to it yeah like that and i, I don't know if like that is gonna reach this question asker because they seem to be in a, I, I a willing I, a willing participant that's not um, me being serious that's me being snarky no, no, I, but I, like what I'm saying is like th- this is this is fucked, um, and unfortunately, I think religious indoctrination is going to prevent her from seeing the full scope, mm-hmm. um, which is like this should never happen. This should never be a thing. Your worth as a human being and a woman should not be dictated whether or not your hymen is still intact. Yeah, which also like it probably isn't if you're an active woman. You know, like literally uh, most women by the time they reach a certain age it is gone just by very dint of them like you know being physically active yeah riding bikes riding horses all that shit a bunch of different shit you know what i mean like it's uh it's a complete fucking like fabrication that it would have any indication on whether you've been sexually active or not which also shouldn't fucking matter yeah and like with that put that off to the side there's now like your parents are pressuring you to do something that you're not comfortable with because they're gonna get money yeah that's bullshit like like, what money are they getting from you getting married? Like, that's not how marriage... Like, again, in the 15th century, when dowries existed and you, you know, you made land, you you traded land for human beings and, you know, livestock and shit. Sure. But, like, I assume in, in this century, what money are they losing? I assume it's more like they probably put, they probably paid for, like, the venue and shit, right? Uh, so okay, like, fair enough. Like, if the wedding doesn't happen, hey, who knows? If they're this backwards, like who knows if they're getting a dowry or some shit like, but I assume it's like the money they've put in towards like, yeah, no, you're probably right. I'm booking shit. Um, and I think it really sucks that your fiance is so, I don't know what the term is, but like that he complete oblivious, like to be so oblivious to be like, Oh, it's a small thing. It's like, yeah, f- you don't have to do shit. So fuck you, man. That's the thing. It's like, you now have to under- like, come to the conclusion that your partner the person you want to spend the rest of your life does not have your back yeah because what other you know requests are your parents or her his parents gonna have from you yeah and and like and if you don't feel comfortable doing that he's not gonna stand up for you yeah like what else this is just a small thing compared to the rest of your lives together yeah exactly it's like are you then gonna like have to have kids when they want you to like, it doesn't seem like you are a participant in this relationship. No, you're a pawn. It seems like, yeah, it seems like you're a commodity mm-hmm. and you've been, you've been traded for and you've now, you know, signed the contract. And this is now like, you know, popping the hood to make sure the, the motor still runs kind yeah. of situation. Like, and it's fucked. That's not how human beings should be treated. No. And like, you are not happy with it and you shouldn't have to compromise your happiness and your like body just to make other people happy especially when one of those people is meant to one of yeah one of them is meant to be like your life partner is meant to literally have your back before anybody else more than anybody else and your family are meant to be like pretty much up there if not 
equal than second place. And his family should be just behind them. You know what I mean? Like it, it should be the three people that have your back the most. Instead, it's three people that, you know, clearly don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, you also have to look at what's happened to your brother as well. Yeah. It's like you, people are like your family is supposed to care for each other and take care of each other. He was disowned because of something trivial as being gay. Um, so it's like, do you really want to be a part of a family and a society and a culture that is so quick to throw away people they don't agree with? Or, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it, you seem to know that there's nothing wrong with being gay. Why do you want to be a part of a culture and a society that still thinks that? It doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. It's I like, to me, all these things should build up to you being like, I don't want any part of this. And I understand that's a difficult, like, you know, it's easy for me to sit back and say that um, because, you know, I'm not the one at risk losing, you know, everything. Yeah. But it's something to consider. You really need to stop and think and be like, hey, is it worth giving up my my privacy? Is it worth giving up my dignity? Is it worth giving up my family to bend to the will and, you know, of of this weird religious hierarchy. When does it become a thing that now that you're his wife, like, will it ever become a point where they don't want you to go and see your brother? You know what I mean? Because once yeah. you're kind of like indoctrinated in a little further, once you've been entrenched, you know, to the point where it's even harder to get out, when's the next demand going to come? You know what I mean? Because like, this is probably just the trial period of when, you know, the full program kicks in. Because like people like, that, like that, if, if you're going to disown a member of your family, you're not then going to be cool with another member of your, fa your family, like hanging out with them, I'm, I'm assuming, you know? Yeah, you're pretty much setting yourself up for isolation in the sense yeah. that no one's going to have your back. You've already proven that your parents don't have your back. Your partner doesn't have your back and your your parents-in-law or your, you know, your, your, your mother-in-law doesn't have your back. The only person who seems to give a shit about what you want is your brother. And like you said, I can pretty much guarantee you that once this is all said and done, you are going to be shunned if you, you know what I mean? It's going to be more of the same guilt trip, more of the like, well, you know, darling, if you if you cared about our life together, you won't see him. You can't see him. You can't talk yeah. to him. And now all of a sudden you're the only person who's who's left standing. Yeah. And I a think family I, that clearly does not care about you. Yeah. I think like literally on the... At the very least, you need to postpone this wedding. You need to stand your ground and say, I am not going to marry you yet. You don't need to end the relationship if you don't want to. But I really do think you need to take some time to have yourself think this over and realize how things are going to go. And have, for them to, to think things over and realize how things are going to go. Because over the next few weeks or months, what you're going to see is these people are either going to back, back off and be like, look, you're right. Okay, we're sorry. Let's find another way. Or they're going to double down. At which case, the ultimatums and the threats are going to start happening. And if that's yep. the case, you know that you need you never want to be in a situation with those people beside your beside you for the rest of your life. Because if this is what they're going to do for something like this, guess what they're going to do for other shit? You know. Yeah. So I think right now you don't have to end the entire relationship if you don't want to. Although there are a lot of arguments that you should. Um, but I do think you've got to, at the very least massively delay this take some time and and see what happens next because if they're that type of people you're gonna know enough to to get out of there hopefully also what's he doing to prove he's a virgin yeah exactly 
Is he taking a fucking, you know, lie detector test, a polygraph to prove that he's hasn't slept with anyone? Like, fuck off. Oh, uh, sorry. I, f- I don't know if I mentioned he is male, so no one gives a shit, apparently. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So it's a giant double standard. Yeah, this is this is something you if you believe in, you need to to realize. Also, I'm assuming it's Christianity mm-hmm. um, or Catholic or, or something of that sort. Um you can be those things like you can still hold religious views and not be this backwards. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not mutually exclusive. Like you can be a progressive Christian. You can be a progressive Catholic. Like that is allowed also. And, and you know, you can use your religion and filter it through however you want. If you feel closest to God, that doesn't mean you have to disown your brother, which clearly your idea of what religion is and your idea of what God is, is different from these people because you haven't disowned your brother. Yeah. So uh, I do want to stress to people that like turning your back on toxic families and toxic societies and toxic cultures doesn't necessarily mean you have to turn your back on your faith Mm -hmm. because I promise you, you can find a church that you might have to go out of state or out of town or whatever. You might have to relocate, which sucks, but it's better than being controlled your entire life. I would assume. Mm -hmm. And like the fucking irony is that usually in all these religions, the main kind of tenets are like, be good to people, you know, treat your neighbor how you treat yourself. Like, you know, it's all about being good and being positive and inclusive and all this shit. So it's so bizarre to me when this ends up being like the way people, you know, interpret that because that's not being inclusive. That's not being anything good. And it's like, do you really think God's up there being like, Hey, I'll check. She's a virgin. Like, oh, got to make sure she hasn't had sex. You know what I mean? If God cared that much, he'd strike people down with lightning when they had sex. And guess what? He doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just one of those things where, you know, I, w- I wish people actually, like, paid attention to what, you know, the backbone of the religion was before they got into the minute because the backbone is be good to people. So it's like, if you're not doing that part, you're already a shit Christian. Also, we have to remember that all these things were created 2,000 years ago yeah. or later. Yeah. So it's if, if those are the, the standards, if, if you want to keep society in the, the past that far back, then there's another problem. The but, I mean, like, we can go on about the, you know, the problems yeah. of institutionalized religion and indoctrination and everything forever. But yeah, just look after yourself because this is your life and you need people by your side that care about you. Yeah, I, I promise you'd probably find a more rewarding life working with your brother and his organization than you oh, will with yeah. this man. Yeah. And that seems that might seem harsh. That might seem, you know, but like from from the information, the information that is given to us, I feel like you would find a, a far more satisfying life uh, with your brother than with this guy. So marry your brother. <laughs> marry your brother. You're probably in a state that allows it. No. Hey, with that being said, uh, I think we're going to call it because everything is sweaty. Yeah, it's it's so goddamn so goddamn warm thank you very much for listening um if you are still out there protesting we support you uh we hope you're being safe we hope you're being um you know as as aware of everything that else that is going on with with covid and everything else um we we hope you're doing okay and we we thank you very much for taking time out of your busy day to give us a listen 
Um, if you have a question that you'd like to send to us or ask us or, you know, have us uh, discuss, you can send it to facebook.com slash FCK Buddies podcast. You can find us on Twitter at FCK underscore buddies. You can head us up on Facebook or sorry, on on the Internet at www.fbuddiespodcast.com or uh, plentyofbeef.ca or you can email us at fbuddiespodcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Josh Eagle on the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. All right. Are we ready for some bad sex writing? Yes. Is it more poetry? Um, It isn't. I could do more poetry if you want. No, no. I, I need some poetry. Okay. All right. Let me, let me find some fucking poetry then, Daniel. And now please remember how to do it. Oh, please do know. it right. You know I will. Or will I? So this is another one by Dean. Oh, how is Tath? My flesh bliss in the tenebrous limpidity of thy cunt's hole, howest? Have joy hidden in the indigo shadows of thy cunt's folds, howest? Have blissed fromst thy kiss, je savre. L'angoisie d'il d'attendre. Look I upon that pool of desire boiling with fire, reflecting the lust of, like a sun, burning in the sky those lips ignite with the gaze of, clocked in the scent of bluebells, ooh, how is the senses of gloat upon thee, thee, that multiplies my sensations unto infinity. The gleams of dew, the glitter of shadows wrap up in the web of delights. Ah, to breathe in thy scent, to repose in thy cunt, blooming flower for eternity. But oh, only an eternity of agony, waiting for the kiss that never comes to take away the dolor of ne'er to be fulfilled or sated. Oh, she that viper. In female flesh. <laughs> um, are you aroused? I don't know what I am, but I don't think aroused is the word. Well, Dean didn't do his job. I'll tell him that. I'll email him right now. Please do. Um, okay, to end this, boy, I've got a choice comment from the Pornhub comment section. This comes from Pornhub user MinecraftFan445. Wait, this isn't how to ride pig in Minecraft? <laughs> My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Niles Spain. And we have been your fuck buddies. Stay safe. <laughs>